Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCorsi and Matt Watson. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson for the first ever live recording of the Startup Hustle. Can we get a little uh, noise from our studio audience? Wow. A little feedback here. So anyway, for those of you listening to the podcast, that was at least 8,000 people. <laughs> so as we uh, as we entered this, I actually uh, want to take a couple minutes. I want to thank the Kansas City Startup Foundation for allowing us to do this. I want to I want to thank both of you that have listened to the podcast up until this point. I want to especially thank Breland Lawler and Johnny Cook, who were our uh, gracious road crew today. He came down here and figured out how most of this stuff works. And I also want to thank our guests. First, let me introduce Isaac Collins from Serve Nutrition. Hi, Isaac. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. We're so glad you could make it. And also Callie England, the former founder and CEO of Roxy's. Hi. Hello. Thanks for having me. Glad you could make it. And then we also have Matt Watson. Boo. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. So anyway, as uh, tonight's topic is startup burnout. Is that something you know anything about, buddy? I feel it every day. Yeah, I know. You burn me out all the time. So I, de- <laughs> I don't know. You burn me out a lot of days, I de- too. I definitely get it. Um, so, you know, as we get started here, I think it's probably a good idea to start by defining what burnout actually is. And uh, our listeners won't be able to do much with this, but who in this room has experienced burnout related to work or your business? Well, that's at least half. 7,800 hands. In yeah, the a lot. <laughs> yeah, so. It's hard to see on the other side of the arena. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Can do, Can we turn the house lights up in the back? Oh, there we are. Wait, that's actually more. Wow, there's more like 17,000 people. Anyway, burnout's commonly defined as the consequence of severe stress and high ideals. It's also a state of emotional, mental, and physical exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress, and it can lead to a detachment and unhappiness that affects job performance, relationships, and health. It can happen to professionals in any field and industry, and it affects employees and managers alike. So we thought we'd bring a panel of experts in. We've got uh, Isaac here, who is our resident nutrition expert. And uh, Callie, as we discussed before, you have some strong opinions about all of it, right? Yeah, I'm like a resident burnout expert. <laughs> when Matthew called me and he's like, I'm holding out for you. And I was like, that's either a compliment or it's not, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Isaac, I'm going to go ahead and direct this first question to you sure. as the nutrition expert. And like, Give us a little. Give us a little context about burnout as you see it, and maybe how it's come up with you and in, in and around your business. Sure, sure. So, there's three of us as founders for Serve Nutrition, and I think that's where it starts with the burnout for us. I think that we start to notice it 
how we treat each other. Because on an everyday basis, we hang out all the time at church, at home, and whatnot. But we start to sense that burnout when we start to get a little catfighty with each other, when we start kind of nagging on each other and that kind of stuff. So um, in our everyday basis with working out, that brings a ton of natural energy and whatnot. But when we're starting to um, kind of overdose on the coffee, which leads to a Red Bull, which takes us back to the coffee, uh, that's kind of when we know we're having an issue. Okay. What about you, Callie? Just on sort of signs of burnout. Yeah, or, or, or even it. some stories. You know, you're as the, the former CEO and founder of Roxy's, and, and you know, how, how, did that, how did that come down the, the pipeline? Yeah, you know, I think for me it was more or less just the physical state of just seeing me as a person being so energetic and so charismatic and being able to raise money and these investors you know, recognizing that and seeing my passion and then going from that to just a, a human that was waking up every single morning, but was essentially just dead. Um, so that's sort of the, I don't think I ever really recognized burnout, burnout because I never took it seriously. Um, I feel like so many people use the term burnout to, I listened to a podcast where a girl talked about burnout in reference to being grumpy for 45 minutes. And I think, as I said to you <laughs> earlier, I was like, burnout is me laying in bed wanting to fucking kill myself. Like, that was what burnout was. That's where I, that's the point I got to because I just didn't take it seriously. I mean, I have interns that talk about being burnout because they've woken up at 7 a.m. for like a month straight. Like, oh my God, I'm so burnt out. And it's, I, I think that that is why I hit such a hard low is because I just ignored those signs that we have here. Okay. And Master Watson, your thoughts? You know, when I think back uh, in history about burnout, one of my probably biggest memories of this was a time uh, in the Venn Solutions days where we had a bunch of legal problems. And I woke up every single day feeling completely hopeless and helpless and not knowing what the future of my business was going to be because of some legal things that were going on. And it was like walking around like a zombie every day, like completely burnout, completely hopeless, and just sat around the office all day not knowing what the hell to do. Okay. Like ultimate burnout was there. Feeling of hopelessness? Just completely hopeless. Okay. Because my whole business was being held up on a legal matter. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll share a little bit about my own. I, I think when I look at burnout for myself and, you know, my wife who's in the audience here will attest that I have a tendency to burn myself out. And burn other people out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so true. So true. So true. Spoken, spoken so well. Some of our employees are in the back going. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, oh, I see one waving his arm. Like don't, don't throw your, your shoulder out of socket, Daryl. All right. So, you know, there, for me, burnout is honestly something that I think I've kind of gotten used to. Yeah. And um, I think it comes with being an entrepreneur, you know, being an entrepreneur and a startup founder, it's not easy. It's not easy. You're trying to blaze a trail and do stuff that doesn't come with an owner's manual. You're trying to figure it out and all that uncertainty has a lot of problems. So, you know, for me, um, two years ago, switching, walking away from one business and kind of having to redefine myself and reinvent myself and the stress of the unknown. And, you know, as any startup founder that's watching cash burn, um, you know, 
there's nothing more painful and stressful, like maybe not burnout, that's burn up. And, it, you know, it's really stressful. So, you know, as we kind of move forward and we get some thoughts from everyone else, some of the common reasons and causes for burnout, uh, well, first on our list here is trying to power through life's rough patches. So, I mean, as a startup founder, I think the thing that I've learned after 10 years is there's no such thing as a business without problems, which for me, my businesses are often, you know, a major part of my life. So that burns me out. Yeah. So got thoughts from Callie or Isaac? Yeah, I think for us founders, for us uh, people who have done startups, this is pretty normal when it comes to it. But this topic, yeah, it just becomes so natural for us. And I think that's potentially the problem, but I don't know where we end that because to get a startup off the ground, it does take a lot of hours. It does take sleepless nights. It does take some stress sometimes, and that becomes our norm. And so uh, for me, trying to battle that and kind of see how to get through the whole burnout phase, um, we just learn how to live with it. And I don't know, maybe that's the problem <laughs> all in itself, because when it, when I get to that, when I'm saying, hey, I'm just going to live through, I'm just going to power through, I know I'm amidst burnout, but what do we do at the same time? Like, do we just stop working? Do we take three or four days off from our business that's that's uh, needing so much from us? And so that's kind of where we try to look to solutions and have the people around us really reach out and help us. I think for me, and I wrote an article for Startland News whenever I stepped away, it was a little bit after and I could kind of think about what I had done. And there are, it's just a consecutive strand of problems. And uh, one phrase that I said was I stopped feeling in the pursuit of success. And that became something that I thought was a weapon for me that I couldn't feel anything, you know, in like the first couple of months, I was like, this is awesome. This sucks. This is great. And then I realized like that would get me down. So I was just this human that could just go through, I mean, we'd get a Whole Foods contract. And I was like, cool. You know, um, we had really bad investor issue. And I was like, fine. And for me, like, I just stopped feeling. So I couldn't see myself just like going down because of that uh, sort of spiral. Sorry, our sound guy. Yeah, that sounds weird. Our sound guys ask us to move our mics closer. I, I always tell people that I feel like I'm working in an emergency room kind of to your, to your point, right? Like people come in and they have this big problem. And I'm like, nah, okay, how do we solve it? Let's go. And it's naturally my kind of personality. I'm actually that kind of personality. So I'm the perfect person to do this. Like let's make it come in and they're like, arm is falling off. I'm like, all right, it's cool. What do we do? <laughs> like not freak out. Right. And so wait, freak, freaking out doesn't help. Not really. And that's the problem with startups is it's like yeah, I'm going to write that down. I'm going to write that down. Yeah. Don't freak out. Don't, don't freak, freak the F out. At that don't freak out. I'm also writing yeah. down that you Watson said he's the perfect person. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have a true, they said there's a quiz yeah. after this, a true false. Yes. So I think that's one of the questions, but startups are so much about like problem after problem after problem. And the, the challenge with startups is there's just all these things that need to be done and it takes so much work to kind of get, you know, centrifugal force going, getting the wheel moving, getting the machine moving, right? And you have to move all the levers and switches to get this machine moving. And then a few years later, your business is kind of moving on its own, right? It has its own kind of centrifugal force. And then it's like, you can't, you almost can't stop it, right? Like you've, you've built all these things, you have all these employees, you have all these procedures and 
all these things that go on and like your business is doing great and you're like not really a startup anymore. But the early days of that are so hard because you're the one that has to figure out all those little things from, you know, the customer acquisition strategy for how to get the first customers, how to build the product, all the different things are all huge challenges and they all weigh on you all day long, every day. And you're the only one who can solve the challenges and it just, they just burn you out. So I have a question. I'll, I'll throw this over to Callie first. How important do you think it is to be passionate about what you're doing when it comes to preventing burnout and just dealing with all of it? I sometimes think that being passionate, like the more passionate you are, the, the easier it is to become burnt out because you're so in it and you won't stop. I mean, I was relentless. I was so passionate. I believed in what I was doing. I had such an emotional connection to my business and to my employees that it really, even though I could from the surface, just do this sort of like level living, it, it hit me harder because I could, I was in entrepreneurial groups and I had friends dealing with some of the same things, but the more disconnected they were from their business or just sort of like, it wasn't like mine was a, born out of a a blog that I started writing out of like a health crisis. And like, it was like my lifestyle. It was me. People called me Roxy. People didn't even know that my name was Callie. Um, I, you know, was doing chef stuff on the coast and it just, I think the, the more passionate you are, the more you need to watch out for it because you will put every single friggin' ounce of your being into that startup. There is no separation. So I think that passion can oftentimes increase the chance of burnout. Okay. I think, I think the other key though, and I think part of your question is if you don't have a lot of passion for it, then you're going to give up too. So there's definitely yeah. a balance there, right? But hopefully, of, yeah, maybe you'll give up though before you find yourself, you know, in a really bad state. Yeah. Yeah. I think as wild as this might sound, I have some of my best ideas when I'm burnt out. You know, and like for me, the anxiety or all of that comes from having unresolved things. You know, like I wake up at three in the morning and it's like my business is there yelling at me or whispering or depending on what's going on. You know, it's like, get up and fix this. And I'm not going back to sleep until I do it. So how Isaac, have you ever had a hard time sleeping over your business? Uh, my friends in the audience are, are laughing because literally I will wake. Well, actually, the other day I just woke up and text them at like 3 a.m. Can't sleep. Here's some thoughts that I was having and just bombard them with everything that I'm thinking at the time. Um, I'll give you yes. Watson's phone yes. number for those 3 a.m. I'll take that. Brainstorming yeah, sure. sessions. That. He's usually awake. My phone's yeah. turned off. So it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I get that um, often where I can't sleep. And I was actually, I actually agree with you, Kelly, that the. The passion piece does lead to the burnout. I was actually thinking the other day because I am currently facing this. I don't know about anybody else, but I am extremely burnt out. And I don't know if I noticed it until I'm looking at this list of 10 things and I'm like, yep, 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 yep. And so as I'm, I'm going through this, I had this thought maybe like you can be too close to your business in a way. Yeah. Like maybe we're working too hard. I don't know about you guys, but I was kind of raised with like the grind, grind, grind mentality, team, no sleep, et cetera, et cetera, where if you're sleeping eight hours, then you're not working hard enough. And so that's kind of the world that I come from. And for me, obviously we know that leads to burnout because you're literally not sleeping. Um, and so 
when we fast forward to what you were saying, I am the same exact way where when I'm burnt out, I can't sleep. I wake up at 3 a.m., can't go back to sleep. I have to either write my notes down um, or I have to get a certain amount of time uh, of worth of work in. But that is where I have those thoughts that come into my head of what I actually need to do. Okay, we're in crisis. Here's what we need to do. Okay, do you wake we're struggling. Up at, do you wake up at 3 in the morning and do them? Absolutely. Okay. I have to. I have to get those things I'm a- done. I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> um, I have to get those things done or at least write them down in a to-do list for when I wake back up. Okay. Now, you mentioned a to-do list. You know, One of the things we have on our, on our list here is not being effective at delegating. Um, on our panel here, and we, maybe we could just make this a yes or an I or whatever, how many of you have tried to do everything before asking anyone else around you to maybe help. Yes. I, the, yes. the question was for the panel and about, and several people in the audience <laughs> raised their hand. So I think there were 3000 yeses. Yeah. Yes. Oh, at e- least easily. Yeah. Easily. I, I can't believe that we're up to 35,000 people here. Some of them have their room. cigarette lighters on too. I know. Yeah. I know. I'd never thought that we would fill up Arrowhead stadium. <laughs> um, have you had a Callie, have you had issues delegating in the past? It's such a struggle. In fact, I was talking with my employees the other day about it. Is that when you sort of climb in life professionally, you you get to where you are because you're you're such a damn good doer. You know, yeah. like you get there from doing. And then you get in this position, it's like stop doing, start telling everybody else to do exactly what you do and at the level that you do it and at the pace you do it and at the efficiency that you do it. And you're like, that's fucking impossible. So, you know, it's like, how do you make that transition? And then I find myself trying to manage, but also doing their job. So I have like 10 employees. I'm like, you have the best life ever. I give you a salary and I do your job and I also do my job, you know? And I think that's really hard to, that's a, just a hard it's just hard to transition. You, I get burnt out because my employees won't do things as well as I can and as I fast totally, as I can. Totally. Right? You're like, yeah. just give it to me. You're like Martha Stewart. And, you know, she rips everything from the children and starts coloring their coloring books. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think you have a great point there is, is okay. under, there's a couple of things about being a business owner. I think are important is, is that are, you become more evolved the moment you realize, A, no one's going to care about your business as much as you do. And then B, they're not going to do it as well as you do. Otherwise, you would probably maybe work for them. So my four-year-old will be so proud of this reference, but much like whoever in Frozen sings that song, you've got to let it go, <laughs> let it go. And, you know, holding on to that, that anger or resentment that your staff, like, why don't they care as much? I used to just talk to myself about, you know, be like, why can't they care as much? Um, by the way, Isaac, I, I also have read this list of, of signs of burnout, and I have been burnt out my entire life, if that's the case, <laughs> so, so don't feel too bad. Um, so I, I want to I try to get into some of those things here. Like Some of the things on this list are things such as perpetual exhaustion. Wow. Um, unhealthy, you definitely have the next one. Unhealthy lifestyle choices? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, wow. I'm at, well, except for I went to ServPro, that's S-E-R-V nutrition.com, and I actually got some supplements to help me. With really? That. Yeah. That's yeah. an awesome plug. I love it. Isn't that? Yeah. That's do you great. like that? That's do you good. like how I did that's that? Good. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> we have on here as well the inability to stop thinking about work. If I got a Wow. I, I have a hard time with that. I mean, I, I, I'm obsessive. Like I, and it's, it's, and I'm passionate 
And it's a problem. I mean, it really is. Like, it drives me crazy. Like, I wish that I didn't constantly think about a lot of that, but I do. And then there's things that your business partners can cause, like stress-related health problems. (laughs) You can tell we love each other, right? Um, We mentioned difficulty sleeping. um, And this next one is going to actually, the loss of enjoyment in daily activities. So with that, I think that daily activities, especially ones involving recreation, are important. And I think we should give away our first prize. Oh. Yeah. Who wants some free stuff? Okay. That was definitely 10,000 yeses. Oh, yeah. yeah. We had to turn the volume down. Uh, we're up to 37, uh, maybe 47,000 people. Wow. There's a, the, the security is really tight getting in here, so they're still trickling in. Okay. So as promised, we're going to give away a bunch of event tickets tonight and uh, full scale uh, has suites at the Midland theater, uh, the sprint center. And also where am I leaving? Oh yeah. Okay. And uh, we do events called sweet and great there where we get entrepreneurs, influencers and investors together in a room and kind of just see what happens. So the very first giveaway is a certificate that is good for two tickets in the full scale suite at the Sprint Center for any event that you want. You do not have to come up here. The winner for that is Tim Johnson. Yeah. Well, here you go, Tim, right here. You're a winner. So you can, you can, you can quell your burnout by going to see Metallica when they come back in town or whatever you want to choose. So New kids on the block. That, that's not yet. Don't get everyone excited. Try to stampede the stage. So, okay. Um, well, hopefully that's an enjoyable daily activity. Now, Isaac, earlier you talked about irritability. And, you know, one thing about personality styles is the worst parts of our show when we're stressed. Yeah. So what's, what's something, does Serve have some product or something that's geared towards stress or detoxification or something that's going to help me not be such a mess? I just love you. I just can't take you everywhere. To I know. <laughs> yeah. um, we do. So Serve Nutrition is a supplement company. And so we believe in sleep and a lot of things we don't do sleep. Um, we believe in proper nutrition and we believe in working out all of those things that can reduce your stress and hopefully reduce your burnout. And so um, we do believe in taking our product that will help you reduce those things. Um, and essentially to plug ourselves real quick, we just brought uh, one of the first edible dissolvable protein pods to the market. We call it Pro Drop, and it's uh, protein powder on the inside and edible film around the outside. You throw it into your shaker with water, uh, almond milk, or into your blender, and it dissolves 100%. So for us founders and people in startup world who are busy on the go, don't have much time, it's awesome to use. It's very, very convenient and saves you the time, little time that we do have. So okay. I recommend it. Um, for all of those health-related things, Matt Watson is available for brand ambassadorship. Okay. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, right? We are taking uh, applications. So. Yeah. He's expensive. <laughs> so, all right, cool. Um, well, another sign of burnout is persistent cynicism at work. <sighs> yeah. Why are, you, I, why are you looking at me, man? It, the sky is falling. Yeah. Look, no one ever... We did that yesterday. Well, I mean, it's because it fell, right? No. Oh, well, I have in my notes, it says panic. Yeah. You were on your couch and you were, yes. 
Okay, I'm going to clarify that for the. So I have a couch in my office, and for the last year and a half, Watson has been laying on it and receiving free therapy. <laughs> Take that comment however you want. But uh, yeah, so it was my turn yesterday, um, and I, I lay down. But you know, you don't ever really accomplish anything with a negative attitude. You know, uh, I'd like to hear some more thoughts from Callie on that because you were, you know, talking about the people you work with and whatever. How do you uh, deal with the negative Nancy? Yeah. So I've in now that the businesses that I run now, I separate myself. So in my first startup, it was essentially let's all be BFFs and work in the same room and be together and be close. And in, in this environment, I strategically have removed myself from them because I know that I need a place to go where I can't let them see me be or at least let my energy feed onto them. Um, I did bring my number one in my first startup to these businesses because I needed her, but um, she knows me. And so she knows when I start getting to that, but I think it was really about separating yourself from your employees because the last thing you want, it's toxic. So, yeah. I mean, the problem with burnout is that when you become the biggest bitch and you have an entire female staff, well, girl, I like, that entire staff <laughs> is not good. So that's an issue. So you really have to learn how to, to manage your emotions and separate yourself and, and remove yourself if need be. Um, so that's kind of what I've done now. Because, I, yeah, it just spiraled. I, I think that's a really key point because it's like as a founder, you're like the leader of the company. And like I always say like chief cheerleader, like you run around and you got to get everybody excited and all that stuff, right? And if, Another and great if mental image for all of you, Watson, the cheerleader. Yeah. And, if, and if you're down and not doing well, it's – it rubs off on everybody else, right? So if you're the leader, you you got to go out and put on a happy face. And like you said, it's nice to be able to, you know, run to your office sometimes and scream so nobody sees it because yeah. it can be hard. And uh, I mean, definitely myself, even over the last few years with my company, it's like once or twice a week you wake up and you're like, why the hell am I doing this? And it's just part of it. It's just, this shit's hard. And But you got to go to work. You got to put on a smile and root everybody on and keep moving. All right. Well, you know, another sign that you might be burnt out or that those around you might be, how about frequently missing work? What are your thoughts on that, Matt? I never do that. I know. I know. I, you've definitely not ever missed work. Um, but no, you know, some of this is important too when it comes to team building and being able to identify these signs because, you know, like Matt alluded to earlier, you can burn your employees out, your co-founders, the other people around you, and that's not productive. I added that to my list. So I'm supposed to panic. I'm supposed to yell negative things at people, and I'm supposed to acknowledge that you're the perfect person. You're supposed to do more of these things? No. Oh, wait. No. Okay. The other way. Around. Um, all right. Well, all of that, yeah, I, the last item on our list here is poor job performance. I think everything we just described and have talked about was pretty centric around that. Um, well, I think so much of it is you feel you get burnt out and you feel helpless and you just do nothing because yeah. you just don't know what to do. It's definitely a common. That's also, you know, a sign of depression. Yeah. So, you know, that's something you, you've, you've been open and talked about. We, I, one of our, all right. So we have several, episodes. And by the way, somehow people in 160 different countries have listened to this podcast. So we have a lot of data to look at. And one of our most popular episodes is about founders depression. 
Have you experienced that, Callie? Yeah. Well, I think that that's when I talk to founders now, I don't even use the word burnout. And the reason why is because they'll just, they're just going to ignore me. I use the term depression. So entrepreneurial depression is what I say you can get to. And then I explain to them why and how the brain works and how lack of sleep affects your adrenals and your aldosterone and your cortisol levels and why this all mm-hmm. happens. So they take me more seriously when I'm trying to explain to them why this happens. I don't even use the term burnout. Like the girl talking about burnout, you know, and grumpy. I'm like, I'm grumpy every single morning of my life. Um, so for me, that is what happened to me. And because I've never been a person who's dealt with depression, I didn't really know it was happening until someone else had to step in. And I cried every single day for six months. And I wanted to just kill myself every single night for like a good month. And I had an advisor and a board member who was like, we need to get you help. I, ha- I don't even know who this person is sitting in front of me right now. And it wasn't burnout. I think burnout, to call it burnout, is just sort of an insult. I mean, I was clinically depressed and it was all situational. As soon as I removed myself, I started to get you know back to who I was. But that is, that's how I refer to it. I mean, Brad Felt talks openly about this as well. Um, but very few people, I think, want to talk about what it really looks like because they're, they're scared that it'll make them weak. Um, but it's essentially like what we're talking about today is really, if you let burnout go too long, it's depression. I think you're right. So because we care so much about only producing the greatest content ever, our show producers have some stats on these things. Who's going to be really shocked if I tell you that entrepreneurs, 45% of entrepreneurs report being stressed compared to 42% with employees. That's pretty high. It's almost half of people are feeling stressed or burnt out. So and 42% of all people are stressed. Yes. That's pretty sad. I know. Tell me about it. So then also with when it comes to entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs report being more likely to be worried a lot. I mean, that's anxiety. It's stress. 29% compared to 5% of normal population uh, report having ADD. Wait, shiny things. Yeah, that's I, you. I, dude, I got ADD, but I, I wouldn't give it back. It's my motor and it's helpful. I love it and everyone else hates it. So that's your problem, not mine. Um, 12% compared to 4% uh, claim addiction problems. Is if addic- being addicted to working or making money is is a problem, then I don't want to be right. Wait, the making money, <laughs> maybe, maybe the making money part, but and then also eleven uh, percent compared to one percent uh, claim a bipolar diagnosis. That's pretty high. So I, yeah, I'm not. You skipped the depression one here. I did. Yeah, thirty percent. Thirty percent. Fifteen. Yeah, man. Yeah, twice oh. as likely to have depression as no. Well, I mean, the ups and downs. We've talked about that a lot. So let's. You know what will be less depressing is if we give away some more stuff. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So good for two tickets of your choice to a Royals game in the full scale suite. Lori Betts. Lori Betts, come on down. We like to talk about a good pivot story. We're slowly pivoting into the prices right here. Um, let, let's just keep it going. Let's give away even more stuff. So, all right, good for two tickets in the full-scale suite at the Midland, which, by the way, is a giant pink velvet couch. Yeah. Um, winner there, Desiree Hendricks. 
There, yeah. Should I save the new kids on the block tickets for last? Yeah. Because that's like the Those great, are the best. Probably yeah. the greatest prize anyone could win is tickets to see new kids on the block. NKOTB. Um, yeah, I did that on the podcast, Matt. Um, let's give away something. You're a fanboy. It's okay. I am. I just get so excited about new kids on the block. I can't help it. Um, let's give away one more. Some Royals tickets. This is, these are not sweet. Sorry. Charles Riley. You hear, Chuck? All right, good. You don't have to come all the way up if you don't want to. We'll pass them down. Pass them on down. Okay. Ah, fuck it. One more. Another set of Royals tickets. Byron Ginsburg, where you at? Byron, come on down. Oh, wow. That's the guy. That's why. Maybe he should have got the new kids on the block. That's thing. the guy that read my book. The one um, guy. Yeah, I know. I know. I, you know, there's a, I don't even read it. There's a lengthy section about Matt Watson and my book, Million Dollar Bedroom. And Matt read that part and not any of the rest of the book. He's still waiting. <laughs> True story. Yeah. All right. So, you know what? Let's give away one more set of Royals tickets and then we'll save new kids on the block for as we. Uh, Round this out. I've just, we've got so much stuff to give away here. Scott Evans with the handwritten submission. Scott, you deserve this. And, and with the money that you save with these free tickets, I want you to invest that in business cards for the next drawing. So, all right. We will save new kids on the block till last. And I can see who won. All right. So as entrepreneurs and people that advise others about stuff, we like to say, if there's a problem, you should give a solution. Is that a good idea? All right. So let's talk about some of the solutions for burnout. I'll tell you what, Isaac, why don't you take one of the items off this list? Sure. <laughs> I, the one that jumps out to me is uh, break up your routine. Okay. How do you do that? Well, to begin this year, New Year's resolution style, uh, my word and my focus was balance. And so 2018, I failed at that miserably, and I was just pretty much just working nonstop, which led to my burnout or depression. Um, so for this year, I wanted to focus on kind of blocking my time and figuring out how do I do other things besides just work. Because um, I got to the point where I didn't know what to do besides work. When I was trying to relax, I didn't, I didn't know what to do. So blocking my time out, breaking up the routine away from just work has really helped me. So putting other things in there, going for walks, working out, trying to plan my sleep. So I actually get more than three or four hours worth of sleep. Um, that's, yeah, that's the one that jumps out to me the most. And I really try to block out my whole week. So even date nights with my wife, I plan those. I put those on my calendar, as weird as that sounds. But I do that so nothing can come up and, and say, okay, well, work's going to take precedence over this. Um, my time at church, I want to make sure that I actually do that. And I, again, I don't just skip meetings because, or I skip my time at church because I have a meeting and whatnot. So, yeah, that's mine. Thoughts from our panel of experts here? I, I just don't have a routine. Forever, you were up late at night yeah. talking to uh, the Philippines, so... 
Yeah. You're up till two in the morning every day. That, for was, a long a, time. that was a product of time zone changes. Yeah. But, um, you talked about balance. And for those of you that ha- did not win, you do still have a chance at New Kids on the Block ticket. But everybody here is a winner tonight. These full-scale gift boxes on the way out have a copy of both books that I've published. And one of them is about finding balance in your personal, professional, and physical life. It. Yeah. And they have free tickets in them too. There are some free certificates in that. It's like Willy Wonka. Um, (laughs) And that weird guy is going to follow you around waiting to see if you won and then buy, buy the certificate back from you or the new kids on the block tickets. So, um, but no, that, that balance is pretty important. And as, after I wrote that book, people often asked, they're like, well, what's a perfect, what's perfect life balance. And it's different for everyone. You know, it's like what makes you happy might not make me happy. And it's about finding and you're never you never there's no such thing as true balance in life. Like yep. you can hold it for like very brief amounts of time, but it's the act of understanding that you're way off kilter, that you need to make a change and then putting yourself towards that, the, at least in my theory. Yeah. Um, by the way, that's also a book that Matt Watson has not yet. No. Read. I'm going to read it to you after the podcast. If you're down. Okay. <laughs> so Callie, any thoughts on that? On the balance. Yeah. And then you can also pick the next item on the list. Yeah. I mean, I agree with balance for me with Roxy's. Um, I, I was single without kids and I was like, ha, 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 watch me beat all of you people. I have no priorities in life. Um, and it allowed me to like spend every single waking minute of my life dedicated to my business. So I was like three o'clock in the morning with my laptop in my bed thinking that I was smarter than everybody else. But in all actuality, I was an idiot. So that is a big thing was the balance is really making sure that you don't do that, that you're not like, yes, I have nothing to do except for work. It should really be the opposite. It should be like, if I don't have anything to do besides work, then I need to find something to do and I need to do it. Um, so that's sort of been yeah. become balance for me is making sure I do those things on this list. I think the biggest thing for me was I heard, you know, everybody here is like, make sure you have a support system. And I was like, okay, well, my mom and my dad are on speed dial and my best friend, you know, she's always there for me. But the problem is, is that when you hit these really hard patches and you really need advice, having your best friend, like you, you just want to throw in the towel and having them say, yeah, do it, Kelly. You know, you need to just do what makes you happy. And in the moment you're like, okay, that made me feel kind of better, but you're going to go home at night and you're going to put your head on your pillow and be like, they've never been where I've been. Don't listen to them. And you're not going to take their advice as sort of credible advice. And so maybe you do need to throw in the towel or maybe you do need to walk away because it's gotten to a point that's too bad. But if you don't have a support system that is has experience being an entrepreneur or somebody that you really respect and will take their advice and will not just be like, okay, thanks, bye. That was a really big thing for me because the only reason I did what I did is because I, I made one phone call to an entrepreneur in the city who has about 30 years on me and three businesses. And he told me, he's like, I've been where you've been. I know what it looks like to move forward six months. And if all you see is something that is worse than what you're looking at right now, you need to pull out because getting out of that hole when you get to that point, well, if you ever get to that point, it, it's, it's not going to be good, Callie. And I think that that was the first time that I actually listened. And even though I had heard that multiple times, it was the first advice that I really took and ran with because it was somebody who had so much more experience. But that was something I was missing in my support system. I I didn't have anybody that I actually trusted and believed and respected from uh, you've been in my shoes position. So 
don't just rely on like your wife, your husband, because they're going to be your biggest cheerleader, which is like great when you're, you know, just needing that, like, yay, keep going. And your best friend will have cocktails with you. And that's awesome too. But you need really to find those people that have been where you've been and they've done it a couple of times so that they can give you the best advice when you are just in a position to not make any decisions. What about you, Mr. Watson? You know, I'm, I'm looking at the list of things we have here. And one of them that sticks out to me is this one that says clarify your goals. And part of the reason it stands out is I think I was reading Entrepreneur Magazine uh, um, a couple of days ago. I thought you didn't read stuff. I, d- I don't. Yeah. But I was at the airport on the way back and um, I picked up some magazines because I was bored on a 14 hour flight. And um, anyways, it had a great article that said that as an entrepreneur, you know, you can solve any problem in six steps, but you only need to focus on what the first step is because you literally don't know what the fuck the rest of the steps are ever going to (laughs) be. And to always focus on what the first step is and solving the first step, because then and only then you will know the next step. And I think the problem that that a lot of us get is, is we overcomplicate everything. And like, it's like, if you want to lose 40 pounds, you're stressed about losing the 40 pounds instead of losing one pound. Right. And, and the article was, was actually great. And basically you get to the end and it's like, once you get to the sixth step, there will be like six more. You just don't know what they are yet. Right. And so much for being an entrepreneur is just focusing on like what you can actually accomplish and then learning from that and then figuring out what the next thing is, because you'll never know what those things are until you just accomplish the next thing. Um, and it's just setting realistic goals. I think that's the point here is try not to overcomplicate the goals and, you know, set the world on fire. It's like, what is the, what is the one simple thing I can accomplish? I can learn from and then do the next thing. Yeah. I say all the time, be brilliant on the basics. And, you know, some of that is basic goal setting. Isaac, do you write your goals down? I do. Yep. What about you, Kelly? Yeah. That's something that moving forward um, with new businesses, I definitely, and I only, I don't do more than three because I get way, way too overwhelmed. I love Chris Bailey's, um, works, uh, anything on productivity that he's done. And that's really been helpful to, to keep it really, really simple. So I don't feel like the walls are caving in on me. There's some really, for those of you that are wanting to improve success in your personal, professional, physical life, there is just literally unlimited data that talks about actually writing. I'm talking like get out your pen and write down your goals. Um, Something magic happens from your head to your hand. And when you write them down, they become real. Just getting it out of your head. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another form of therapy as well. Mm -hmm. Like some people that have had that are, well, you know, that's like the idea. Like if you really like want to let, let something go, you write it down and just go put it in an envelope and drop it in the mailbox, even if it doesn't have a stamp on it. By the way, your check for the podcast and its royalties are in that same mailbox. <laughs> I bet, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but no, Claire, I don't even get free tickets. No, you get free, you got a free ticket tonight to Chris Tomlin. Uh, yeah, yeah. After, yeah, that's where we're having the, the after party. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, so clarifying your goals gives and 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 sharing them like we did that at full scale yesterday we talked about what some of our goals were and how we could improve them and also like going back to asking for help like encouraging the people around look everyone needs help all you can do is all you can do don't be afraid to ask for it like that's there's nothing wrong with that it's perfectly human so i'm going to take something off the list i i do want to point out that um these are definitely like 
you know, our opinions. And I hope that you can find something useful out of, out of all this tonight. You know, we're coming up on our time limit here, but, you know, I, I think everything on this list probably could have been its own episode. And, you know, there's so much that we could probably share about it. Um, you know, Matt, you've, you've, you're one of the most successful entrepreneurs in Kansas city. And I, is it, is it fair to say that you failed a lot? I've definitely learned what not to do a lot of times for sure. I've learned a lot of a a multitude of ways on how not to do a whole lot of different shit for sure. And I bring that up and point that out is because, you know, recently someone, the other person that had read my book was really excited when I saw them and said, Oh man, I read your book. And you know, I talked so much in it about all the things we did terribly. And they said it made them feel better. Like they hadn't just like, been a failure up to that point. But I bring this up because that's normal. It's normal to feel nuts and go crazy and like throw money down the drain and then go, wow, I could have done that better. Um, so yeah, I wanted to throw that in there. Um, I'm going to take something off the list that I think is pretty important here. Um, don't overcommit. Mm. You know, like it's easy to want to say, yes, I'll do this. I'll do that. I, I, you know, by this time, by that time, whatever, um, as, as Mr. Watson was becoming master Watson and winning an award for being a master entrepreneur, which by the way, listening to the startup hustle podcast would have got you early access to your speech that you gave later that night. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. We, we, we tested it out and, and recorded it, but you talk about the backpack and in life and in business, you're carrying this backpack with you. And the more that you commit to do, and the more you, if you want to get to the top of the mountain, you got to carry this freaking backpack with you the whole way. So the more you choose to do and the more you take on, the more you put in that backpack, right? But back to asking for help. If there are other people at the top of the mountain, what's easier climbing that back, climbing the mountain with that backpack or asking those on top to pull you up? Cause it's the second part. So you talked about earlier about finding people that are a good support structure. That's mentorship or other people or whatever. Also don't be afraid to ask people. You know, I've had I've had some pretty candid conversations with a lot of different entrepreneurs that were just basically, basically more like, hey, man, I fucking hate my life and this sucks and I don't know if I want to do this anymore. You ever feel like that? I'm like, dude, you, how much time do you have? <laughs> you know, and, and like I said, it's it's pretty normal to do that. But when it comes to, to commitment, everything's going to take longer and cost more than you think it will. Fair? Absolutely. Especially with software. For yeah. Sure. And, and, you know, space things out. So when you make, I started when, with my own schedule is rather than doing one hour meetings for, with clients, I made them 40 minutes. So I had a little buffer in between just to make sure that things weren't running into each other. We talked a lot about stress and anxiety and burnout. Nothing's going to make you feel more stress and burnout than constantly feeling like you're behind schedule. So put, you know, just space it out a little bit. Don't overcommit. So Yeah. Um, I think the most important thing on here on this list of possible ways to avoid uh, burnout is to listen to the startup hustle podcast. <laughs> I, who put this on this list? Was it me? Probably Breland. It was me. You? Yeah. I put All it on right. the list. You know, if, if, for those of you that in the room, oh, oh, dude, we are up to like 90,000 people wow. in this arena. Yeah. Standing room only. Yeah. We're adding a second show tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. On sale somewhere. Um, and they're so quiet. 
I think I like to thank the sound tech for getting the crowd noise for 94,000 people out of the room. Um, you know, this pod, this <laughs> we started this podcast out of it. We say it's out of a desire for therapy. Yeah, self therapy. <laughs> and as we figured out how to podcast and somehow had people listening. For those of you listening, thank you so much to our guy in Russia that listens to the podcast to learn English. I don't know how to say it in Russian, but <laughs> thanks. I hope you I hope you understood that. We've, we've you know had so many people that have reached out and listened and, and been so supportive. Um, it's really cool, and I think we'll keep doing this. Yeah, this I mean, is like we, episode eighty-eight, right? Well, we got to perform for ninety-six thousand people tomorrow. Um, if you haven't listened to the podcast, it's available on iTunes, Google, like a bunch of podcast aggregators that I've never heard of. Um, before we close out. It's time. Oh, baby, here we go. It's time. The grand prize. Yeah. Um, At least if you were born in like the 80s, this the, might be the grand prize. The winner of the New Kids on the Block ticket. And I actually, th- I, yeah, can we get, who loves New Kids on the Block in here? Wow. I will post that on all of your Facebook feeds. Like, <laughs> admission, admission. Um, this could possibly be someone actually working here tonight, and we respect the hustle, so thank you. The winner of two tickets in the full-scale suite to the New Kids on the Block concert on May 7th. It's like I'm getting paid by NKOTV, so right? Yeah, I, I might bring you if you're that excited. Are you <laughs> no, excited I'm for going. it? I'm gonna, you're my guest. Sorry, sorry, Jill. I gave away your ticket. Rachel Foster. Come on down. Is that you? There, what? Yes. Look at that. Yeah. Yes. And thank you for winning those. Yeah. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Oh, they're, they're fighting in the crowd about who's going with her. Wow. I can't wait for that show. I really can't. What am I going to wear? Gold shoes. We'll start there. We should have given away gold shoes. We'll do that at tomorrow's arena okay, show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, as we kind of round this out, thanks again for everyone that give yourselves a hand, please give yourselves and your businesses a hand. And, you know, as we kind of, I'll start with our, our guests tonight. I'm going to give you guys a chance and I, Isaac, you can go ahead and go first, but what do you want to say on the way out the door, bud? Oh, man, this is my time to shine. It is. Own um, it. Own it. Well, first off, thank you guys so much for having uh, me here. I'm so excited to be able to be here. Thanks for coming. To go and meet you guys and represent the business. And just wanted to have a second to tell you guys a little bit about Serve. Told you guys mostly about it. But um, we just love what we do. And even though probably the three of us uh, founders are burnt out, our passion keeps us going. And... Um, we love the fact that we give to give back to the community. We are a supplement company, but more importantly, we are a give back company. So yes, we are kind of doing the buy one, give one thing, but for every single product we sell, we do um, feed a child overseas in Rakai, Uganda. And it's awesome. We love that. Uh, today we fed 15 or yeah, 1500 kids. Wow. And that's been really, really awesome. So, for that. Uh, so we get the opportunity to promote health, promote wellness at the same time while also giving back. So um, even though we pretty much stay in a consistent state of burnout, I don't think we'll ever quit because we love what we do. So thanks for having me. 
Well, thanks for coming. SERVnutrition.com. Callie, take it away. Yeah. So again, thank you for having me. Thanks for coming. I think the only thing I really have to say is that although I talk very candidly and openly about my burnout, um, I never mean for it to be um, a deterrent to being an entrepreneur or anything to keep anybody from being an entrepreneur. Because every time I look at my failures or my lows, I think, wow, I experienced something that so very few people will be able to experience. And it allows me to be where I am at the next point when I bounce back from it. So don't ever let that stop you from continuing to move forward. Just be smarter about it and build that support system and really do it in a manner that prevents it from ever getting to the point where I may have been or others have been, um, because it truly is, it, it is rewarding in a sense that nothing else will ever reward you. Um, so I just keep encouraging entrepreneurs because it is like the ultimate good fight. Thank you. Watson, lay it down. I, I just have to echo what she said that... When did your voice get so deep, by the way? It's from being on the podcast. So much. <laughs> um, I, I think founders, depression, burnout, whatever we want to call it, is just part of the norm of being an entrepreneur or it, it's, it's just part of, part of what you have to go through. It's just, it's just the struggle is real and, um, you know, it's just part of the thing. Nobody's got to be used to it. So um, hopefully, you know, we're trying to bring some realism to it today and, and let people know that it's, it's a normal thing and maybe give some tips on how to avoid it. Um, probably the most important thing you can do is ask for help, have support around you, you know, be it your spouse, your family, friends, mentors, whatever it is, ask for help. Yeah, it's a real. For those of you listening, I am hugging Matt right now. No? No. All right. <laughs> um, as, as we close this out, once again, thank you so much for everyone here. I also want to thank all of the Startup Hustle alumni that showed up tonight. Uh, Blake Miller, um, thank you. Roy, where's my guy Roy from Healthy Hip Hop? Roy? Yeah. Brandon. Man, Roy, you're so popular. You're going to New Kids on the Block with me, too. You, me, and Isaac, man. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, Brandon Schatz at Sports Photos. Um, I know I'm leaving. Donald Hawkins. Up. Donald Hawkins. Oh, man. The man. Donnie Hawkins. Where's he at? He's around here. What about, I, Austin? What about Austin? Austin. Yeah. He, right. hasn't, he has not been on the podcast He was yet. on the live podcast in the shower. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. That was the live stream, <laughs> which someday we will get right for some of you guys. Like. 88 episodes later, we'll get it right. We've been threatening to live stream this. Um, <laughs> there was no video in the shower, by the way. It was just him asking questions. You get, it's getting weird. Yeah. It's getting weird. Now. It's getting weird. Um, you know, and also I want to thank Adam Arandondo, uh, Lauren Conway, Tommy Feltz, Alyssa, um, and Matthew Marcus for coming down here and getting this set up early. Thank you so much for all of that. Yes. You guys are awesome. Um, Breland Lawler, Jonathan Cook, Daryl Blackburn, Camille Davis, Darren Adams. Those are my, uh, those are our family at full scale. I want to thank all 163 people in our office in Cebu city in the Philippines. Yeah. You guys are the rock stars out there. Um, you make life easy for us and our clients. Hey, look, it's normal to feel burnout. 
figure out what's burning you out and fix it. I mean, that's really, it's that, it's that simple. So on the way out, like I said, guys, uh, just keep on doing what you do and look for the solution and not necessarily the problem. See you next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCarsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.